0: And candidates in states with razor thin margins. Listen to Build the Change Now wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Life is full of awesome what ifs, and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage
0: out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com.
1: Welcome to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody.
2: And I'm Wajhat Ali.
1: And last week, it seems, Waj, you and I, um, by presenting facts very clearly and thoroughly, got under a host of MAGA Trolls' skin. Um, <laughs> by avenue of uh, our, our company, DCP uh, Entertainment, posted one of our clips onto their Instagram page. And that <laughs> Instagram clip has, as of this recording, 90,000 some odd views, um, thousands of comments, and most of, most of the, you know, all of the likes outweigh um, the troll comments. But I want to turn it over to you because this is not new to you, right? <laughs> it's not new to awaken the zombie MAGA cult beast uh, and have them try and come for you. I mean, I, for one, am thrilled because I'm like, let it ride. <laughs> let the, let the views ride, you know? Um, but, but please. you're like,
2: you're like Major Kong riding the bomb and Dr. Strangelove. Yeehaw! You're like waving around <laughs> your hat.
1: <laughs> I'm it's, like, ride it out.
2: You know, it's, you said the word cult. And I think for those who still are are on the fence, especially in institutions and in corporations and those who are smug uh, and and are cozy with uh, the Republican Party, which I believe and you you believe has been now cannibalized and is completely owned by Donald Trump and his MAGA cult, this is your wake-up call. Let me just read some of the comments to this harmless Instagram post in which Danielle simply lists the indictments, yeah. mentions the fact that he has been charged with 91 criminal accounts, which he has, mentions the E. Gene Carroll case, which he lost. Uh, and we, we just do a laundry list of, of pretty much all the shady stuff he's both been accused of and the stuff that he has been uh, held liable for. And as a result of some simple fact telling, these are some of the comments that people chose to post with their own face and name, not even an avatar, Danielle. Here we go. Yes, Trump was not found guilty of anything, which is why he will be your next president. Now list Biden's crimes. Trump 2024. Trump's not a pedophile, nor does he support pedophiles. He's got my vote. Trump forever. He's committed far fewer crimes than Biden. He's just being prosecuted because he wouldn't start new wars to enrich the war machine. And the last one. Mm. He hasn't committed a single crime. The only reason the Democrats are doing this is because they're terrified of Trump. They know they stole the 2020 election by fraud. And they know that they could not win without stealing the election. There is nobody that could stand against Trump at the voting booth. Except, of course, the record amount of Americans that came out in 2020 during a pandemic that uh, elected Joe Biden and allowed him to flip five states and Trump was roundly defeated. And as of a few days ago, uh, actually this week, Danielle, new mm-hmm. poll came out that mm-hmm. Republican voters, by a large margin, more than 70% of Republican voters in 2023, believe Trump more than their parents mm. Their family mm-hmm. members, mm-hmm. religious leaders, and other conservative right-wing media outlets. 71% of them believe Trump, a man who lies as he breathes. If it is not a cult, Danielle, and if, if what I just shared with you, the comments, it's all there, folks. Go read our Instagram page. Uh go share the, uh, the, the the post. If this is not a cult, then what is a cult? If this is not a cult, Danielle, the word cult would have to be invented. To define what is mega,
1: so here, here's a here's a couple of things. I just want uh, people um, cult. You, you know, it, it, which I want to give you guys the Oxford definition. Cult is a term in most contexts pejorative for a relatively small group which is typically led by a charismatic and self appointed leader mm. who excessively controls its members, requiring unwavering devotion to a set of beliefs and practices which are considered deviant. Now, <laughs> you listen to that <laughs> definition, right? And take that in, uh, in connection with the comments that you just read. Mm. Donald Trump is a charismatic leader. It is why he is at double digits above the rest of the Republican field uh, for president um he has created a set of beliefs which is steeped in what white grievance right white people have been so wronged mm. in america donald trump is their anointed leader so everything that donald trump tells them upholds the fact that white people have been wronged he's the only person fighting for them and so when you take all of that and you go back to Kellyanne Conway and her alternative their facts and their alternative facts yeah you go back to
2: the Bowling Green Massacre
1: don't yeah don't believe your your lying eyes about Mm. the size of the crowd at inauguration something that is so fucking stupid and small believe the fact that we had more people than Barack Obama uh the drone footage doesn't say so that's not right footage right? The number count doesn't say so. Don't believe the number count. Believe Mm. what I'm telling you. The reality is that these people are so locked in. And we have to understand that that definition is correct in the fact that it is a small group because it is 30% of the country. It is not 50%. That's right. And so when we get caught up and say, well, half of the country is lost. No, it is not, Nope. right? It is 30%, a very loud echo chamber of 30%, but that's all that it is. 70% of Americans, right, know that the 2020 election was a free and fair election, know that Joe Biden won not only the popular vote, but the electoral college, know that the people that have been associated with Donald Trump, while he was president, after being president, and before, are all crooks and criminals, right? Which needed to be pardoned. Because, mind you, again, no one asks for a pardon if you haven't committed a fucking crime. Proactively, I know I mind asked you. For one proactively. Proactively. So, when you lay out all of these things, I think that what is important to understand for us all to kind of muster the strength and mm. the, dare I say, the hopefulness in the fact that. If you look at the polls from the 1960s around Martin Luther King, if you look at the poll numbers, you know, as we were going through momentous shifts in society, it was always 30% of the population that was against progress. It's always Mm -hmm. been that way. Mm -hmm. I think what is dangerous for the place that we're in now is that we are seeing, regardless of people showing up to vote, and we can talk about what just happened in Tennessee what's happening in Ohio and Wisconsin and these other places where the minority rule, right, is suppressing the the rights, the access, and the voice of millions of people. Um, not just the black and brown folks, not just the young folks, but everyone. And that to me is where the danger truly is in this
2: cult. Well, it's not just you know, the fact that it's minority rule, it's the fact that the institutions to this day in 2023, after witnessing seven years of this cult becoming more radicalized and more weaponized, after witnessing the failed violent insurrection against our free and fair democracy on January 6th, after witnessing all the data and polls that show the overwhelming majority of GOP voters in 2023, more than 80% of them believe Trump's lie. That Trump won the election that he lost, folks. Okay. It is a cult. It is a radicalized, weaponized cult that you and I have called out for years. And I have used that 30% number on TV. I used it like five years ago or four years ago on MSNBC when I was on with Chris Hayes. I told him, We have lost 30% of this country for my lifetime. We will not reach them. They live on Earth three, they're in their mm-hmm. own bubble. It does not matter what we say. They are committed. There are lemmings attached to Trump. They're sucking on his teeth. They'll go all the way up with him. They'll go all the way down. And I apologize for giving you the mental image of a lemming stuck on <laughs> Donald Trump's teeth. Forgive me, America. But you know what? Uh, I'm an English major. So once in a while, I have to flex. Uh, this is what we're dealing <laughs> with. And yet, Daniel, here we are. And there is a Republican National Debate. I have to laugh, and all these Republicans except Trump are going to be on the debate stage tonight in about a couple hours. Vivek Ramaswamy, Ron DeSantis, the black guy. What's his name again? <laughs> Tip Scott. Scott. Oh yeah, yeah. On his the own poster, they won't black. have him.
1: Faceless. mouthless black man
2: eyeballless black image named tim scott and i laugh because all the republicans all the money in dc all the people on the dl folks who know trump is a poison who realize trump versus biden is bad for republicans literally top down uh, it's they're gonna lose again most likely they really believe that a ramaswamy and a tim scott and mr booger uh flinging Putin, Eden, Ron DeSantis might defeat Trump because they have not come to the realization that we can't. Mm. It is a cult that belongs to Trump. Okay. Mm-hmm. All these people are gunning either to be his VP or they're gunning to be a CBS, ABC, CNN, MSNBC, or Fox consultant or TV show host. And the failure of our institutions to really call out this minority, Danielle, and I'm glad you mentioned the 30%, it is mm-hmm. not 50-50. It's no. because we coddle, infantilize, and rationalize white rage. That's it. And white r- white rage is given three or two times as much credence as our voices, right? So white mm-hmm. skin is worth twice as much as our skin. White grievance is worth twice as much as ours. So 30 per- th- I'm not a math major, I'm an English major, but even I know 30 ain't the same as 70. If you want to mm-hmm. do equal, it'd be I think 50-50, right, Danielle? You're the educator. I'm an English major. Yeah, it it's ain't 50-50. It's 30-70. It's no. And yet today, I just want to give you an example. Who did the New York Times mm. give a column space to, Danielle? Do you know who?
1: Anne Coulter.
2: Do you what? want to tell the people? What? Do you want to
1: tell? Do you want to tell the people? Y-
2: you uh, tell the people.
1: Okay. So Anne Coulter, and I am going to try and choose my words. Thoughtfully, because there are lots of names and things that I would like to call Ann Coulter and pretty much have on Twitter. Um, Is a racist. She is a xenophobe. She is a transphobe. She is an anti semite. She is the bigot of bigots. Um, She has on record said some of the most disgusting and egregious things about Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. Joe Biden, uh, and all of the marginalized groups that I named. The New York Times, supposedly an accredited and esteemed media mm. institution, a legacy media mm. institution where serious people go to be heard and serious people go to read, decided that of all the fucking people on this planet to provide space to. That Ann Coulter was that fucking person because this mainstream media is so destined to both sides us to fucking hell that this made sense to them, please
2: and, and not oh yeah, i I appreciate your subtlety uh you. And, and you uh, holding back your words uh but in addition, Danielle, what makes it so frightening is ann Coulter. Like pretty much every other MAGA Republican conservative, you know, mouthpiece has almost explicitly advocated violence and threats against the New York Times. Yes, Mm -hmm. yeah, she tweeted Mm -hmm. it right. And Mm -hmm. so I sit there with dark humor and be like, okay, if I really want to make money and feed my three children, I have Mm -hmm. to aggressively call mainstream media outlets pedophiles, groomers. Mm -hmm unleash Mm -hmm. a mob to potentially commit violence against them, Mm -hmm. uh, accuse them of conspiracy theories and fake lies, and Mm -hmm. be a conservative and just barely criticize Trump. If I do that, that same mainstream media outlet would be like, hey, do you want a job and a column? And this is an example of how corporate institutions, instead of calling out the cult for what it is, which is not 50% of America, it is a radicalized minority, but because we have to bend the knee to white rage, all of us have to suffer, right? Corporate America, folks, I've given an example of this. I'll give another example. Uh, in speeches and talks, as we've talked about on this, on this program, guess what they're uh, rolling back on now? DEI. Mm-hmm. Come talk about diversity, don't mention diversity. Uh, mm-hmm. Come talk to us about reconciliation, but don't talk about equity. Don't mm-hmm. mention the word woke. And by the way, all the people that we hired, especially the black women, we're firing them now. Uh, mm-hmm. Why? Because we have to cater to both sides and we just want reconciliation. And we want nothing political. Corporate America is bending the knee, mainstream media is bending the knee. The number one domestic terror threat in America, white supremacist terrorism. How mm-hmm. much have we heard of white supremacist terrorism? How much have we heard about law enforcement and politicians going against white supremacist terrorism? Danielle. How much?
1: From the New Yorker staff writer, Vincent Cunningham, a keenly observed novel of a young black man searching for his place in the world amidst a moment of historic change. Great Expectations is about David's 18 months working for the senator's presidential campaign. Along the way, David meets a myriad of people who raise a set of questions Questions of history, art, race, religion, and fatherhood that force David to look at his own life anew and come to terms with his identity as a young black man and father in America. Inspired by the author's experiences working on Obama's 2008 presidential campaign, Cunningham uses a political campaign as his narrative backbone. Great Expectations will be one of the talked about novels of the year Colm McCann. Great Expectations is available wherever books are sold.
0: Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts. Uh,
1: So there were reports written, uh, several of which aired that out, that what should we be paying attention to in this country? Not foreign terrorism, but the rise of white domestic terrorism and hate groups. Have we done anything about that? Do we do regular segments on that? Do we bring on experts to talk about that? Are we putting together, I don't know, specific types of flags to protect the American public from that? Let me think, Waj. Hold on. Let me... No, no, no. We haven't done any of those things because we don't want to offend the terrorists. That's how America works. It's like, hey, Bob down the street is a white racist that has his own stockpile of weapons. Let's not offend Bob by calling him what he is and what his T-shirt says and what his Confederate flag says and what his social media posts dictate. Let's give Bob the benefit of the doubt that he just at 65 years old just doesn't know any better, Waj, and that if we coddle him throughout his post-adolescence and we just, you know, coddle him and hold him in the way that his white mother apparently didn't. Um, then he will come to his senses. But it's best that we protect Mm. his fragile, small, white mind as opposed to challenging it. That, dear friend, is the American way.
2: And don't make people uncomfortable because when you you mention these words like white supremacy and white privilege it mm-hmm. makes some people uncomfortable especially bob who yes he might be upper middle class and retired and make six figures but he still has economic anxiety so we <laughs> must understand his pain and really just you know just like donald trump he'll become presidential he'll learn on the job i think finally he's presidential now i'm not making this shut up i wish i was making this up but this is what This is what we said about Donald Trump, folks. Literally, we had mainstream anchors who were like, I think he's finally become presidential. A grown ass man in his 70s, right? (laughs) And and we talk about it. And I want to link this to another tragedy that happened because we could sit there and talk about, ah, it's a cult. But there is a cost to infantilizing this cult. There is a Mm -hmm. cost to coddling it. The cost is born in blood. When it's a Muslim terrorist, you know what they've done in the past 20 years? Let me tell you as a Muslim. They- Go after everyone associated with that guy. Every book he's read, every mosque he's gone to, the imams he's listened to, the ideological infrastructure, the community he's in, there's surveillance, there's interviews, right? Because they want to get behind the infrastructure. A couple of days ago, Mm
0: -hmm.
2: a senior citizen, a a, a beloved white woman, a mother, a, Mm -hmm. a straight woman, a mother of nine in L.A., had a boutique. She was not gay. She's an ally of LGBTQ people. And as such, she she hung a pride flag outside of her Mm -hmm. boutique. And and her LGBTQ customers just really respected her. Everyone knows straight white mother of nine. You can't get more mm, quintessentially American, Rust Belt, Mm -hmm. Heartland, straight white mom, uh, mother of nine. A man decided to rip out the flag because the flag offended him. She came out. She argued with him. He took out a gun, shot her to death, mm-hmm. fled. Police ran after him, shot at the police, was shot and killed. Mm-hmm. Two days ago, they released the man's identity. They went and looked at his social media profile.
1: Mm, what did they find? What they find, Waj? In addition find? to
2: hating the gays, do you know who mm-hmm. else he hated? The women, uh huh. the Jews, yep. scientists, liberals. Yep. Promoted anti-vax conspiracies, anti-Semitic conspiracies, anti-LGBTQ conspiracies, a follower of right-wing media, Alex Jones, Ben Shapiro, Matt Walsh, RFK Uh nonsense, all of those things have Mm -hmm. radicalized him. Uh, The people who have committed violence, the terrorists who have committed violence against black people in Charleston, against Muslims in Christchurch, New Zealand, against Jews in the Tree of Life Synagogue against Latinos in El Paso, Texas, all parroted the same replacement theory that is now mainstreamed by Donald Trump and leading Republicans that have literally radicalized people to commit violence against now LGBTQ people. So how come we don't track the ideological infrastructure that radicalizes these people that come after all of our communities? Why do we not investigate it? Why do we not talk against it? Why do they not have multiple hearings like they had against Muslims? Why, oh, why, Danielle, do we not call it for what it is? And why are we still playing taboo as they're killing our community members? And now are killing, folks, our allies. And the last thing I'll say, I try to say this on the show all the time. I try to say in my speeches, just to wake folks up, because privilege can blind you to your own power and your abuses of power. And privilege can also make you complacent. I live in the suburbs. I'm doing well. They won't come Mm -hmm. after me. Bob loves me. Bob and I disagree on politics, but you know, I come over and give him blueberries and he gives me pecan pie and a MAGA hat. I'm the good one. I'm the good minority. This woman was a white, straight woman, married mother of nine. Mike Pence is the straightest, most white Christian man on earth and they try to kill him. Mm -hmm. The cult will go after anyone, Danielle, who disagrees with them. And yet still, Danielle... We don't call it for what it is. Why? Sorry for my rant.
1: No, because what what is important here when people, you ask why, and the answer that I'm going to give is the answer that we give on this show, the answer that you and I give when we go on television, the answer that is the answer is whiteness. Mm. Why don't we go into, because you would have to then Force an infantilized population of people to look in the mirror and take stock of their religious doctrine, take stock of their news outlets, take stock of their history books, and everything else that has told them that their way is the supreme way, is the normal way, and everything else is alt from that. The reality is that. We say freedom of the press, and we allow the likes of a Fox News channel to continue to spread radicalization and indoctrinization that is turning this infantilized group of white people and white adjacent people, right? Because you don't have to be white to be a white supremacist.
2: Ramaswamy.
1: (laughs) So you don't even have to be a Christian. He's Hindu. Right. Right. So you look at this, and what it would take is an excavation, right, of the bullshit that these people have been indoctrinated with. You would have to hold up a mirror and say, there is something that is wrong here. You would have to look at white people as an actual community of people as opposed to a bunch of lone fucking wolves, as opposed to a bunch of rustic individuals. You see, you can look at a Muslim that create, that that uh, has uh, a, done an act of violence and condemned the entire community. You can look at a black person that has participated in an act of violence and condemned the whole community. Mm. But white people get to be individuals, right? They are not looked at as a collection of people who have been force-fed lies, who have been amped up on their Second Amendment rights and white grievance, locked and loaded, and we push them out into community. Right? You're not going to look and say, oh, well, we don't really... this This is what the bullshit news will do. Well, we don't know if there's a connection between... What Candace Owens says, and what Marjorie Taylor Greene says, and what Tucker Carlson says, and these acts of violence, but somehow there's direct correlation between a person who happens to be Muslim and commits an (laughs) act of violence and their Imam. There has there's a direct fucking line.
2: Our whole community, and with and with black people, it's always BLM. All of it, all of it, Danielle.
1: So if you don't, if you choose actively choose to deny reality in order to uphold this benevolent idea of not all white people, as opposed to if you really want to understand, I don't give a fuck about their grievances. What I do care about is the radicalization that is happening, right? That is turning neighbor against neighbor. And you don't even have to be queer. You don't even have to be a person of color. That is what should scare the shit out of all of these white folks. I mean, we look and see, look at what just happened in Tennessee. Yeah. You had the mothers of victims of the Covenant shooting who were forcibly removed from a courthouse that allows guns inside, but not signs.
2: White moms. That say
1: kids over guns. White mothers.
2: Yep. Dragged Suburban out. white moms.
1: For hold, sitting silently and holding up a sign that says kids, kids over guns. Because to the white, Republican, patriarchal establishment, that is more dangerous than the AR-15.
2: It made them uncomfortable. It made them uncomfortable. And so as we talk about it, and you asked me, you know, you, you asked me in the first question you asked me was, you know, why did you have experience dealing with this? They come after me hard. And I want to remind everyone that it is a minority. And the Mm -hmm. tactic is to bully us, intimidate Mm -hmm. us, overwhelm us, exhaust us. Mm -hmm. And little by little, they take over every local school board. They take over city councils. They become the DAs. They take over hospital boards. This is the strategy that has been admitted to by Steve Bannon and Moms for Liberty. It's a national coordinated strategy. It's always a few people, but like I've said before on this show, when the majority, the rest of us, show up, even in the red states, guess who wins these school board fights, folks? We do. When moms show up, guess who wins? Moms do. In mm-hmm. in South Carolina, because of the the shakeup, now they lost the sole woman, and now there's all male uh, uh, judiciary and they just reinstated the six-week abortion ban, right, in South Carolina, it just happened today. Well, they just effed around because women are going to speak up, all right? Even in South Carolina, that's my prediction, Danielle, just like in Kansas, just like in Ohio that we've seen. So, you know, the the, the thing I want to leave you with, and I want to ask you this as my final question is, Mm -hmm. there's a balancing act here, right? Because I can tell you, I do take them on, but I also have... My peace of mind to think of my children, my safety. My mm-hmm. parents review my t- have reviewed our Twitter and Instagram, and, and and over the weekend they call me, and they said, "Beta, you know, just these people are crazy." He's talking. About, they're talking about the MAGA cult. My mom and dad, and they're like, "We're just worried about you." And then they say, "Okay, okay, but no, you have to speak out, but maybe don't speak out." And so they silence us, right? You say it's not worth it. I'm gonna tap out. I need my peace of mind. But then when I get silenced, I'm like, "No, that's how they win." So where do we balance, Danielle, taking on what is a minority, radicalized, weaponized cult, but at the same time balancing it with keeping ourselves ready for the long haul and the long fight?
1: And look, this is a question that I ask myself on a regular basis that I put out to all of our our audience as well. You cannot... Exhaust yourself because burnout is a part of their strategy as well. Throw everything at the wall, anger them on every single point, and then eventually they'll throw up their hands and hopelessness becomes, right? yeah. uh, be- becomes their win. And so what I say to people uh, is the same thing that I do. I take breaks. I don't watch the news all day, every day. I used to. I used to watch MSNBC and CNN for eight hours a day right? As I was preparing for each and every show and article that I was writing and all of these things. I don't, right? I don't. I take my personal self-care and, uh, and, and spiritual practices seriously. I meditate multiple times a day, right? And I take on what I can take on, but I understand that this is a marathon. I have the baton for only a short period of yeah. time and each and every day I pass it off. I will log off of social media so that I can get a break and go outside and take in nature. You know, and I tell people to do that. You got to pass the baton each and every day. You take on what you can take on and then you leave the rest, right? Like it is not going to be the, the ego side of us believes that we alone can fix this, right? Like that is what Trump has said. I alone can fix this. That is the ego speaking. We are but... a a bunch of, of, of change makers and soldiers in a longer generational centuries, centuries old battle, right? Good versus evil. And so you have to understand that you are just, you can play your part, right? Keep yourself well, keep your family as safe as you possibly can, even though safety is an illusion. And you pass the baton each and every day. You put down the weight. You pick it mm-hmm. up again in the morning, you hold what you can, you put it down. That's the only way to sustain.
0: Hey, I'm Alok, the host of Build the Change, a brand new podcast from MacBlue about the people at the center of progress. Join us on a journey across the country as we uncover stories about the everyday folks working together to build something bigger than themselves. Real change. You'll hear from students in Appalachia advocating for LGBTQ-friendly books in their communities, healthcare workers providing telehealth abortions across the country, immigrant farm workers fighting for their safety in the blazing sun, and candidates in states with razor-thin margins. Listen to Build the Change now wherever you get your podcasts.
2: Yeah. Amen. That's the only way. Cause the main thing is, and and I'll end with this is, and I've tried to echo this on the show is, uh, take it from a person who almost died. (laughs) Literally. I have multiple near death experiences, folks. I worked myself to near death, uh, by the age of 31. Uh, you know, even though the spirit was there and the mind was there and the passion was there, our body also has rights over us and my body tapped out. And I had this, uh, condition called supraventricular tachycardia which, you know, was manageable. And then I had this freakish episode, which led to them defibrillating me three times and, you know, near-death experience and I lived. And ever since then, I've I've tried to be better and take care of something called self-care. Um, uh, I could do better on that. But we're in it for the long haul and we have the numbers. and And the last thing I'll say is, look, after Trump, this cult ain't going away, folks. It'll mm-hmm. weaken. It'll weaken, but they're playing for all the marbles. And so this is why we need you to resist uh, at every level, but also take care of yourself uh, Mm -hmm. and also find a community and find people who uplift you and enrich you and know, know that even when it seems bleak and and you're being overwhelmed, there are more of us than there are of them. We have Mm -hmm. the numbers and inshallah, change always has taken time, always rely upon our ancestors, right? It's a good. Like, how, how did they do it? Oh, yeah, they passed the baton step by step, step by step. So, we're playing for all the marbles. We're playing also for the long term. And, and once you pace yourself that way, I think it gives us pause uh, uh, once the, the news seems to inundate and, and take away what seems like your last embers of hope. So, we hope that this uh, podcast and this conversation has riled you up in all the good ways and also given you some hope and comfort. And and at the very least, you all appreciate that we'll never, ever bullshit you.
1: 100%. Thank you for listening to Democracy-ish. I'm Danielle Moody. I'm Ajat Ali. And we will be back next week if, in fact, we have a country left. Inshallah.